welcome to the uh, latest edition of the Progress with Unity podcast. Um, we're sat around a table today and there is one, two, three, four, five, six of us. Of course, I'm here as usual, that's Barry. I've got uh, Greg to my left from the Wigan Observer. Good evening, Greg. Evening, Barry. Are you well? No, I'm not too bad, I'm not too bad. Excellent. Uh, I've got Dan. Dan of Jesus Was a Wigan Affair, new to the podcast this week. How are you doing, Dan? I'm doing fine. Looking forward to the podcast. Yeah, a little bit nervous because I've never done something like this before, but we'll just see how it goes. Okay, yeah. We'll keep our eye on you then. Thank you. All right. Like my mother. <laughs> like your mother. I hope not. <laughs> Sat next to Dan. It's Dan. How are you doing, Dan? All right. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Yeah, I've got your 92nd match report coming up in a, in a moment. Oh, you've got your 92nd <laughs> match report coming up in a moment from the Stoke game, so... Dave, are we well? I'm not bad, Barry, yourself? I'm very well, thanks. You've just heard me say that. Yeah, that's true, yeah. Yeah. And Paul, how are you doing? Fine, just back from two weeks' holiday, so... Yeah, where have you been? Go on. Oh, I've only been to Florida. Right. Uh, I was listening to the two ga- Well, listening to the two league games on the Latix player. Yeah. Um, the guys from Wish FM, first live game back this, this Saturday. Um, and obviously off we go. Off we go. Right, so before we start, I'll, we'll just listen to Dan's 90-second match report from the Stoke game. It was on his evening at the DW on Saturday, as Wigan and Stoke played out an entertaining 2-2 draw. Roberto Martinez made one change for the team that beat Southampton last time out, with John Bosejour replacing the suspended Anthony Alcaraz. Stoke had deadline day signings with Charlie Adam and Maurice Edu, both on the bench. Latics got off to the best possible start when Robert Hooth handled a McCarthy shot and referee Martin Atkinson pointed to the spot after just four minutes. Sean Maloney stepped up and sent Begovic the wrong way to open the scoring. Much of the rest of the half, it was Wigan who dominated the ball, despite losing Beausajour to injury. Stoke grew into the match, especially after the introduction of Adams' set-piece skills. Just before half-time, they equalised. Crouch flicked the ball against the unfortunate Figueroa's arm in the box, and Walters rifled home the resulting penalty. The second half continued the pattern of the first, with Wigan monopolising the ball, while Stoke threatened only from set plays. From a Stoke corner four minutes after the break, a clearance landed at the feet of DeSanto. He swung the ball up the line for Kone, who powered into the area before finding the onrushing Argentine on the edge of the box. He stroked the ball into the far corner for his fifth goal in eight games. Wigan still looked comfortable, but poor defending on the right-hand side from a throw-in proved their undoing. Walters lumped a high ball into the area, while Crouch nodded it past Al Habsi. There was just time for a save of the season contender, Al Habsi changing direction superbly to keep out a heavily deflected Adam free kick before the game had ended in a credible draw. That was Dan's 90-second match report, uh, and he mentioned, obviously, the, the, the first penalty, Greg, though, that uh, Atkinson gave after, after three minutes. What did he make of that? That's Stonewaller. Stonewaller, yeah. I think both of them, there. a bit uh, up in the arms of everybody's uh, saying complaining, and... Oh, yeah, I was complaining, though, Pulis, yeah, I'm not early whinge about it. I don't think he's... Got much right. If he, if he wins about that, he'll win about anything, won't it? No, well, he will anyway, yeah. Yeah, he was now, nah, it was a stone wall. His arm was up in the air, it's gone against his arm. I'm not saying it was deliberate, but if you've got your arm out of that and you're denying, a, you know, denying any sort of play, then you've, you've only got yourself to blame. It was way out as well, wasn't yeah. it? It worked down at his side. I mean, yeah. he wouldn't, he would prefer more blatant than uh, Figueroa's was, but, um, you know, again, yeah. like I said before, I think both were nailed on. I don't think you could complain for either of them. No. And Maloney dispatched it well. Yeah, it was a good finish. He's getting good at those. You know, his, his finishing's getting much better. Um, yeah. You know, when he when he first started playing for us, I won't say when he first came because he never he never played did he? But when he yeah. first started playing, you know, I thought all all he needed was his finishing touch and he'd he'd be some player. And then he showed me in that Man United game, pretty much straight away that he, he can finish it. And now he's a cracking player. He's easily the man of the match for me as well, Maloney. I thought he had, he had a good game too. Yeah. Anyway, after 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 we scored the goal, I thought we'd go on and. Uh, and dominate the game, which I think we did player-wise, but Stoke came a little bit into it. What did you make of the tactics, though, Stoke? I mean, there was a little bit... Uh, every time a challenge went on the other front players, they, they dropped, didn't they? They either turned and got away, or they dropped. Yeah, I actually have quite a bit of time for Stoke's tactics. I know uh, I'm going to get shot down for this, right. because um, it's not the in thing at the moment. The in thing is to play fancy football, um, follow the Arsenal example as it were but I think there's room for the sort of traditional British you know big men up front hoof it up there in the game bit of variety in the league you know which is, is a spice of life mm-hmm. and um, the league's all the better for it right would you like to watch it every week I don't think so right. I think I prefer to watch 
the Arsenal style. Yeah. It's Wigan style. Yeah. But, you know, I wouldn't mind if Martinez wanted to go down that route, the traditional British yeah. style. I think if, if it got us the results. If you don't have that style kicking about, you end up with Italian football, don't you, where everybody's just knocking it back and forwards at the back. And it, it's small breaks, or certainly the old-fashioned Italian style. Well, that's what I describe this league as the best in the world, because yeah. you know, there's just such a variety. I mean, I don't like Stoke player, but I wouldn't tell me to play them differently. Mm. You know, you look at the Spanish league, but it seems... I'm not saying they all play the same, but they play very similar football. Same with the Italian league. With this one, there's a there's a you know a wide array of you know different playing styles. You know, team I think teams like Norwich. I think they have a unique playing style. The way the way they come forward with the ball. I think it's it's different to any other. So, I think we put quite a few long balls through in that game as well, didn't we? We mixed it about a bit. A lot of pass ball like we normally do. Yeah. Every now and then we ran out of ideas and just you know popped it up the wing. My, my idea on Stokes football is I just think it's abysmal and I'm so anti Stoke. I mean, I'd, I'd stand on this roof and scream it. I hate the way they play football. Well, I, th- I think the thing that I, I dislike about it, I don't like, you know, I agree there's room for the different styles, but I think the thing that winds me up is the defenders will tear your shirt off and their forwards will go down like they've been shot. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, it's clear that you know their training sessions must be great fun right you rip him down you see if you can fall down before he touches you right yeah. it's, just, it's rubbish it's yeah. how you react against those yeah. we, we have you know we play more long balls on stock though on saturday contest stats so there's a difference between the long balls that we can play and the ones that stop again there, yeah. again yeah. though we played a hell of a lot more short balls to me that just tells you that we beat them at the wrong game well the, the passes the number of passes I've, I've not got the stats to hand but they were massively oh, different right. our pass was over 500 425 completed stocks were 220 ish with 125 completed so mm. that itself tells it so damn moving on uh the first half set us pan out. We still, I thought we still looked comfortable. And then towards the end of that first half, uh, it was it. The, the balls were being pumped up. Um, did he? Before I move on to the goal, uh, Stokes' goal. Did you? Did you? Do you remember the incident where Whitehead went down? Especially talking about people dropping off a figure over challenge on the edge of the box. Yeah. And I've seen figure get a lot of stick for that. But when I've watched <laughs> that replayed. About he five never times. Touches him. It was a yard off him. He never touches him, and Whitehead even had the cheeks to claim it was in the box. Yeah, he never moved, and he stood with his hands in the air, and he was pointing to where he was outside the box. And yet, yeah, yeah, with the other. I mean, it's, it's just what Stoke sort of play for. We saw um, John Walters every time the ball went near him, he'd fall down if he was about thirty yards out from goal, because then they know they can whip the ball in mm, for yeah. the big man. Um, honestly, we, I can't remember. I don't think Stoke touched the ball until Bossejo went off. I think that was the catalyst for where it all started to go a little bit downhill um, and suddenly Stoke started to get a little bit more into the into the game. As soon as they scored the penalty, they, they were the better side for the four and a half minutes before right. half-time. So going on to that penalty, do you think it was, a, first of all, was it a penalty? Was it a stormwater? Unfortunately, I think it was a penalty. I agree with Greg Gordo. It wasn't, on the scale of penalties, I, don't, I think it was a little bit harsher than the one that Wigan got. Yeah. But it, it was a penalty. Oh, it, yeah. it is and in the penalty area. His arm was up, weren't it? Yeah, and it was like doing a, doing a, a flat-handed salute, weren't it? Yeah, unfortunately, it's just it's the you, it wasn't deliberate in any way, but it was a penalty. Uh, and he dispatched it, didn't he? Yeah, he was uh, unlucky again. I'll have to say, I thought yeah. he's, he's had two penalties against him this season, gone the right way both times, almost gone to him. Mm. Um, you know what else he's going to do? He's going to hammer it as hard as he can. Unfortunately, it went in. In yeah. fairness with that penalty though, he, he, he was sort of trying to get his hand out of the way. Yeah, it was one of them where he's bringing it back. His hand was in and it'd be yeah, well, he I think, do it. I think if you use that argument, there's an argument that Uth was trying to get his hand out of the way at the same well, time. Yeah. He, was, he was withdrawing it but it was yeah. out and yeah. ball it should land in the box. Quite a few <laughs> on balls are deliberate anyway, so it accidental ones are still. They said as much on match of the day too on Sunday that neither of them were deliberate and in the, in the laws of the game it has to be a deliberate handling of the ball yeah. um, but really it's not the penalty award that was wrong it's, it's the law it needs, to, it needs clarification well, I mean, before the Figueroa and ball and before the Whitehead incident Franco De Santo was deliberately sandwiched and brought down in the store box <clears throat> and still got a free kick off it yeah, yeah. yeah. last domino we were all screaming for a penalty. <laughs> that was unbelievable. You know, I'm going to go against you all here. I don't think that was a penalty. I remember. I don't think it, I don't think they should have had a free kick. I just think they came together. I don't think 
they, they tended, you, you look at it, especially on the replay, you can tell they didn't intend to go into him. I thought it was just football's a contact sport into it. They ran into yeah. each other, all gone for the ball. It definitely weren't a free kick. I don't understand where the referee's got that from, but I don't think it was a penalty. So as if he felt he had to give a free kick so that he didn't give a penalty? Yeah, almost. yeah I'm, I'm probably with you on that one. Mm-hmm. And then Dave, kicked off second half. Mm-hmm. Uh, still get a, a corner. Mm-hmm. A little bit worried, as we always are. Clear the ball to the edge of the box. Franco picks it up. Bang, bang. Beautiful. We're in front. Yeah, what, exactly. what a goal. What a goal. Cracking goal. Yeah, yet again, he's, he's coming to his own a little bit. He's getting sharper in front of in front yeah. of goal. I mean, last season he wasted a lot. Um, and he's, yeah, he's getting more confident. What and about Corny's run, though, do you think? Yeah. Corny's run set it up. I mean, yeah. he just held it in the box and it, yeah. it, it was some foot juggling and then just popped it through to him. And it, But he it, it took it right at his feet. It, it yeah. wasn't in front of him. No. So it, it was... Oh, it was a great. It was a reaction. Yeah, kick. It was really. Good. What I couldn't understand on Saturday, I mean, it, I, it must, might be just where I sit, but there were people giving Corny, Corny a bit of stick. Mm. I mean, the guy's one and a half games into his Latics career. He's got a goal under his belt. He's two assists. Well, what do people want? He made some if he passes. I mean, oh. agreed. He made some if he passes. But the, the thing is, it's it's more of a forward. I mean, that's what we want. What he did to lay that ball off to DeSanto is exactly what we want him for to either finish himself. A good ball. Yeah. How many times have we seen that the season before, last yeah. season, where, let's just take a name out of the app, Victor Moses <laughs> has done that, gone That's straight so through on. and smashed it straight into the North yeah, Stand. Yeah. For me, the, the key things there from Coney were composure and decision making. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got, it's, a long, yeah. it's a long time since we've I had think, anyone like that. Yeah, I, well, alongside Jason Roberts, I mean, Greg's mentioned his yeah. name there, I think he's, he's a, another Jason Roberts for me. I'd so. put this out there, I, th- I think, from what I've seen so far, he could very easily be. Probably the best striker we've seen at oh, Wigan in two, the Premier League. Two games, scored a goal, made yeah. a goal. Yeah. yeah. Better than Zaki? Oh, yeah. I'd say so. Zaki was brilliant at the beginning, weren't he? And then. Yeah. Uh, it all went horribly wrong. Yeah, after he'd gone back to Egypt. So yeah. Yeah. Forgot to call. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's as flamboyant to Zaki, is he? You know, and Zaki was a. I don't know, he's got a blonde haircut, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty flamboyant. Yeah, yeah he, is, he, he does salute flamboyant with his blonde hair, doesn't he? Yeah. Mm. All right, so uh, 2 1, and then we see, I think we set, set, sat back a bit. I, I've been reading today, uh, Paul, about James MacArthur, and he's been saying that uh, he, he felt it once we'd scored that goal, we allowed, allowed Stoke back into the game a little bit too much. And fair play to MacArthur, I mean, he's put quite a bit of blame on his own shoulders, though, but he says he was absolutely knackered and he needs, that's one of the reasons he's not gone uh, away with Scotland this week to, to get his fitness back up. But did, well, you, did you think? I, I, I tend to agree with him in terms of him being knackered. I, I noticed that when Stokes started to push on us, there was a couple of occasions where there was tight triangles and he would be the man to bring the ball out of the triangle and play it into the space. And it's that quiet contribution that I think is just goes unnoticed. But mm. in you know, in terms of the team, it's an immense contribution because instead of going into a tight situation, ending up in a blind alley and losing the ball, you've got a man there who comes out with it and makes space somewhere else. Mm. Do you I think he's? Do you think he's still feeling some of the effects of his injury from the beginning of the season? He's back. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's what he's mentioned today, and this yeah. is a bit out of the. It's, it's in your paper, I think, right? Paul's article. Paul, Paul's article, yeah, is about uh, his back injury. Uh, what's play, been plaguing him? So he's been suffering with that. Yeah, I'm going to be a little bit controversial here. So I thought Emerson Boyce was awful on Saturday. He was awful. Stunk goals. <clears throat> yeah, uh, especially the second. He was lost every time he was on the ball. He was lost. There was nothing. All right, there was nothing in front of him. But he looked like he just looked like a different Emerson Boyce. It feels like Sackley saying, saying it because he's, he's such a nice fella, but yeah. I've noticed it for the past 12 months. I think he's slowing up. Well, it's the same as when we had, that's when we very had, interesting, when we had, Mar- when we had Mario Melchior in his last 12 months towards the end of the season. I was saying to everybody that, that I knew that was watching Wigan, he's coming to the end of his career. We need to get shot ASAP. And unfortunately, it's coming to the same 
time with, with well, boys. I, I, I think he's too slow to play where he plays. I had the same conversation with Barry on Sunday night, and yet today, as I saw Greg laughing, he's obviously seen the same thing that I've seen today. Boyce has been clocked as the second fastest yeah. player in the league. I saw, I saw that as well. <laughs> that's just, you've got to say that that's not an average. That is no. uh, a one-time run. I know Dave. Dave likes Boyce immensely, don't you? I'm a huge Emerson Boyce well, so fan. I am. As a person, as a player, yeah. um, everything is given to the team. Well, what did you think about him on Saturday? On Saturday, he wasn't on his game. No, he no. did seem a bit bewildered. He didn't seem. I, I don't know whether it's because they changed things around a little bit. You know, yeah. injuries, both of you. It's, it's tough for two strikers again there, and we've not done that for a while. So, yeah. um, I know I don't think he had his best game. I don't. I won't say he was the worst player on the pitch, but no, no he's um, he's still a very good player. I, 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 a lot of people are saying, oh, this fact that he's an over, a really nice guy overrides his you know playing ability, which I think is a bit offensive to his playing ability because mm. I, I still think he can do it at this level. Yeah. I don't think Martinez is, although Martinez is a nice guy, but I don't. Th- I think. It, It'd be ruthless work, team selection would be concerned. Mm-hmm. I'd prove it to you, I mean, I remember when I was first watching, which you know, some people might know is not that long ago, Mario, exactly as Dan was saying, I was like, well, why is Mario playing? Because when Boyce is there, he, he looks like the better fullback mm-hmm. overall, but you know, Mario was the, the, the guy with the shirt, and he, he didn't really do much wrong, to be fair. No, but it's slowed down. Yeah, and this it's is the same down. thing, you know, with the with the discussions about Ronnie Stamp. Mm. Uh, there's, there's absolutely no reason why you couldn't put Ronnie Stamp in. Yeah. If he was he's, better defensively, he'd already yeah shunted him out of the team, but he's yeah. not, so he hasn't. Well, and, and again, I think defensively and Stoke being physical and mm. Boyce is a much bigger lad than Ronnie Stamp is, and I think it just it leads to that. Well, I remember a couple of years ago, Stamp was in the team, and then we played Newcastle in January. We lost one nil, and they scored with about three minutes. And all Newcastle did was put Andy Carroll on Ronnie Stam, pinged a long ball to him, beat him in the air easily. And I think it was Andy Obi scored, and that's exactly what Stoke could have done. Emerson Boyce was he at fault for Stoke's equalising goal? Completely. Yeah. Completely. Why? I'll ask you why. Because I, I'm with you, but he should, he should have done from the throwing. He either should have got in front of the player that the ball was thrown to, which okay. he didn't, who or was, who it was. Uh, I can't remember. It was uh, Cameron Jerome. Okay, he should have got in front of Cameron Jerome, uh-huh. or he should have followed John Walters, right. who crossed the ball in for, for Crouch. Right. In the end, he did neither. He stood in space. The ball was straight to Jerome. Right. It f- bounced over his head. Walters flicked should it over. Should not have picked uh, Walters up, though, did he? never got to that stage. Ever. But, but it did. Walters was stood next to Boyce. Yeah, but it did. When so Walters was stood next to Boyce when the throwing was, ta- was about to be taken and yeah. let him go off him. Yeah. But having done that, because sometimes they, they, they let players go, don't they? I mean, we see yeah. it. Let's, mm. uh, but he didn't pick anyone else up. Because we do all mark as well, don't we? Mm. But he didn't pick anyone else up, which is yeah. what bothers yeah. me. He should, if he was going to leave Walters, he should have stood in front of Jerome. All right. For me. So that's Dan's opinion. Yeah. Anybody else pinpoint Boyce as being the guy at fault? Yeah, he, he's. Like, I agree with Dan, they should have got in front of Probably should have got in front of his man, cleared it, and, right. you know, it would have been all right, but. He didn't, and you know they brought through. But you know, then if if he does if he does get in front of of his man, goes to edit, misses his header, and it's you know it's left in the box with Jerome, that we'd all be saying, why wasn't he stood behind him? <laughs> you know, yeah. stopping him. So yeah, I mean it's hindsight again, and it's easier in hindsight. So this go, I mean, from where I was sat, I'll be honest, I thought, Ali, why didn't you get that? He's only in a six-yard box, but seeing it again, having the benefit <laughs> of watching it on replay, you can see why he didn't get it, and. Fair play to Croach, he put it in. He put it out of Alapsi's reach, but then, then came the outstanding moment of the game, as far as I'm concerned. Stoke have an attack. I can't remember who it were, but the two could dive. Atkinson points to to uh, give a free kick, and then Charlie Adam stand, uh, steps up. Now, I think Charlie Adam is a great dead ball specialist, but that, for me, that's all he is. He's nothing else. So I thought this could end up anywhere, you know, and uh, and it did. It ended up on the side of Colwell's head, with the alley shaping to go to his left, the ball's diverted to his right, and then you think, what are you thinking? Thinking, goal, aren't you? All over. But one of the best saves I have ever seen. It wasn't ever. spectacular. You can't say it was a spectacular save. Not, you know, like back upwards and tipping it over the bar and it was just. Instinct. It, it was, was like a gun. It was pretty spectacular. Was, well, yeah, uh, but I mean, it wasn't spectacular as in full stretch, but yeah. it was. It was just pure instinct. Yeah, it? brilliant save. 
Brilliant. I mean, I fault you for knocking it to uh, Cameron Jerome. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't at all. I just thought it was a, a marvellous save. And then, I mean, luckily enough, Jerome had no bandless added to, yeah. to, he ended up knocking it wide. Or ability. Or ability, I knew I'd say that, but... Yeah, so, I mean, we got away with that. Uh, the right, that was right at the depth. We actually went down in the box as well later on. Did, did you think? Did, yeah. Do you think it was a penalty or a good tackle by Shawcross? I still think he's strong enough. I thought it was a, again, I thought it was a fantastic tackle. If you were me said penalty. I, I was a defender when he used to play about 10 years ago. And tackles like that, I don't think you see enough these days. No. He, don't get me wrong, he could have timed it wrong, he could have yeah. taken his legs out. Yeah. He got the ball, Miachi got up straight away, and you know, yeah. if Miachi had been hurt by him, he'd have stayed down. What, do, you th- what do we think Remember? of Miachi? He's, you know, he's, we've not seen enough of him, I don't I, I think, to, to give a proper judgment, but from what I have seen, mm. looking back to the, the assist for the Forest, you know, in the Forest game where he set up uh, Callum Adamum. He's quick on his feet. He's um, you know. He's not a window though, is there? Which, I mean, I, I yeah. thought he was. Yeah, he's he's, more inside. Yeah, he's, he's, he's he I think he's, he prefers the Sean Maloney position type thing. But right. he's going to struggle. He's going to have to adjust on the wing. But he's got the speed for it. Um, yeah. But you know, whether he can track back or not, whether he can put a tackle in. He's known as the Japanese Ronaldinho. I think. Yeah, Ryo Dino. and he did a couple of step overs as well. I noticed. Yeah, yeah, which tickled me. I like Maichi. Is it Miyachi or Maichi? Whatever you want, Dan, whatever you want. Some uh, rather disparaging people have been calling him Mr. Miyagi. Miyagi? Yeah. I'll tell you what, that's not that disparaging. Mr. Miyagi was pretty cool when I was about 17. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's handy addition to the squad. Yeah, I think he'll do do well. I I don't understand the calls for him to play right back. Which I've heard a few people say. Right back? Oh yeah, I've heard a few people say, why didn't he come on at right back? Which is mental, frankly. Uh, it's probably the, the most stupid, literally the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Uh, he's, he's not in any way a right back. But no. he'll, he'll do well, I think. He's he a good think player. Left back, though. <laughs> he's he's played, played left wing back. He has played there before, though. He yeah. actually just not, he's yeah. not strong yeah. enough. He'll be a good player for Wigan, though. You, going back, right, we've just mentioned Buster. Last thing on the short game, we'll, we'll wrap it off that bit. Uh, Buster's you're going off. Again, the, the sign of, of a quality player is how much he's missed when he's not there. Um, he went off, and, and the difference in our team once he got off was unbelievable. And I don't, don't for one second think Dave Jones is a bad player. No, but he could, he could, back, he? No, he can't fill that position. No. I'd like to know why Jordi Gomez wasn't brought on at that point. I'm not sure he could play left wing back. Yeah, he's not good. Strong. Stan was on the bench. bench. No, he wasn't no. on the bench. No, no. Stan was on the bench. Was it? No, I had a put. Oh, I was going to say I had a put. I, th- I think somebody said Piskey was on the bench, which oh, would God. have given the opportunity to put him in the back three and send Figgy wide, which is what I think will happen if Bolsa Joe's not fit for Old Trafford. Figgy will right. we'll play wide and Alcaraz yeah. will come back in. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's gone. That he is. I tell you what, what we, I was position. watching the game with the Liverpool fan, and he was telling me, "So David Jones, come on!" And there's a few groans around us. And he was saying, why are people whinging? Because he played, remember the first time I think David Jones played that position was Liverpool at home last year and we got that draw. And David Jones was one of our best players alongside Jordi Gomez. Uh, because no one knows what to expect from him. Because he's, yeah. you, know, you do your homework on these players, it's a centre midfielder coming on at left back, what's going on here? Yeah. Liverpool got confused. Yeah. So I doubt very much. I've been know, confused ever since, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, Stoke game finished. 2 2, third result. I'd have liked us to, to have won. I think we could have won it, but on reflection, with you know everything that happened and the, the Alice saving it, you know, <coughs> I took the point. I, I was happy. Anybody any different? Yeah, I'm, I think it's basically we, we we threw two points away at first. Yeah. And then in the second half, we won a point back. It was that sort of game, wasn't it? Yeah. It really was. I think the context of the start of the season, it, it, it's probably about right. You're a point ahead of your point of game, first target. Well, I don't think Stoke are a good side, but they've not lost this season. So, you know, undefeated. The one that got away, I'd like us to think about next, are the ones that got away. I mean, the name I want to bring to the table table, is all to do with the transfer deadline. We finished on Friday. Uh, For me personally, I'm I'm really disappointed that we've not brought someone in to, to, to replace Moses. I thought, with a lack of width in our team on Saturday, and when... Most as your went off, it was we had a total lack of width. Uh, so that's my first criticism of the season uh, that we didn't bring somebody in. We was linked with Wilfred Zaha. I don't know how true that link was, but I've seen all sorts of things written in the press. One that we offered three million, and the fact that we'd loan him back to 
Palace for the season, which for a club of our size isn't the sort of thing that you you know you, that I believe. So uh, we have a member of the press here tonight. <laughs> Did you get wind of anything? I mean, first of all, did you anything with Zaha or or anything else actually with any other players? There was nothing. I think he had a few irons in the fire, but I don't think there was anything concrete. Uh, yeah. I never, I was never told if Zaha was one of the names. Um, but no, I mean, I think he wanted a couple of players. But at the end of the day, if he really wanted someone, I think he'd have got him. He's not. He's not it's not like Liverpool, is it, where there's too many different layers and no one can speak to each other, and that's why they failed to bring someone in. If Martinez wants a player, you know, Liam will say, yeah, and Johnny Jackson will go out and sort it all out. So I, I, I don't think, I don't think we failed in it. I'll be honest with you. I think Martinez got what he wanted. I think he is happy. So, okay. all right, that's that's Greg's point of view. Dan, what is what's your take on it then? On Zaha, well, on, every, on, on, on the whole, on the whole thing. Well, the one thing I'm really surprised about is that we didn't actually bring in, in this past transfer window, another goalkeeper. Yeah, agreed. Now, reading a few messages on Twitter, I know you shouldn't completely go on Twitter, that actually, Paul, is it Paul Nichols, sorry? Oh, sorry, what's Lee, it? Lee, 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 Lee Nichols. Nichols, yeah, yeah. Uh, on Twitter, they're actually, he's currently on loan at Northampton, isn't he? He is, yeah. Yeah, and they actually seem to quite like him yeah. from some of the messages that I've seen on there. Yeah. So... Who knows? It's his league two, though. Maybe he's the next cab on the rank after. Yeah, cab on the rank. That's a good one. I, I think I, I, I don't know for sure actually. I think we've got an immediate callback in him though because he didn't. We have. Yeah. He, he didn't play in the um, he didn't play in the Cali Cup, it did he? When they were, they were on telly. Um, so I think that's just a, you know if you have any problems, he's you know he's there to call back. So I don't, yeah, I don't that was on the official site actually. Yeah. When they announced the, that we have got an eagle, an eagle, immediate callback. Yeah, it, it yeah. makes sense. You yeah. know, what's, there's no point getting another goalkeeper on on the the wage bill. We've got Polly there for backup. You know, if Ali yeah. gets injured in the game, uh, and then I'm sure Lee Nichols will probably come back in and. Making an emergency signing as well, can't we? Where goalkeepers yeah. are concerned. Let's not talk about Elliot in July. Waking your banging is the wood being touched. Yeah, so so you, you, you'd have liked us to go a keeper. I'd have liked us to go yeah. a wide player. Greg's quite happy. Dan, what do you think? Um, I, was, I was quite happy, really. I don't, I don't see the, the point in entering into the transfer market at that late stage because the prices just go through the roof. Um, the, there was there's very little value as as this transfer window carries on. Um, people have banded about names like uh, Craig Gordon as a back, backup goalkeeper, but I mean he's he's the most expensive British goalkeeper of all time. So not to come to Wigan on a grand a week, is it? Um, so I, I think we've got enough cover in, in every position, really. I mean you can you can want a backup keeper all you like, but the only games that Alabs has missed it, since he joined Wigan, even on loan with the two against Bolton, his first mm. season where he was ineligible. So it's you know it's unlikely that he's going to miss a game. Even you've in the field, uh, uh, we'll touch wood again. <laughs> but I think we've got we've got enough depth. I think in each position, uh, the only place maybe if you wanted someone else was um, a right wing back. Because as we've already covered, I'm not a huge fan of, of Boyce this season, which I'm very very sorry to say. But that was the only position I think where we could have done, maybe done with one more. But the squad, as the squad as it stands, I'm pretty yeah. happy. Okay, Jeff. I think if we'd have bought somebody in that last sort of 48 hours, there'd have been sort of knee-jerk reaction. We don't, we're not desperate for anyone, not in my way of thinking. Uh, I mean, you know, we have got people fighting for spots on the team as it is. And really, we need to keep that war chest ready for January because it only takes a string of injuries hmm. and then we can really be sure. We've not got the depth and strength of somebody like Chelsea or Man U. You know, we, we, we do everything pretty much on a shoestring. So one or two key players out, it can really make a difference. And if we've got to buy in January, we're better having some funds. Right. Yeah. Okay. And also, there's the African Nations Cup, isn't there? And yeah. Aruna Kone. Yeah, he's not played for a while, though, has he? But if he shows a bit of form, mm. yeah, they'll, they'll ship him in, all right. Paul, what did you think? What was your take on it, Al? Um, I was generally quite happy. I think you see people sort of spotting their own weaknesses in the squad. Uh, and, and sort of saying, well, how are we going to replace Moses? Well, how did we replace Charles and Zogby? We replaced him, like, months and months before, getting older back to Moses. So I think that deal was already done in, sort of, either Albert Crusat or Miachi. Um, so I think they're sort of the areas where you cover. The, the area where I would be a bit suspect would be the centre of midfield if one of the Jimmies 
isn't available. But then that's where you might you lose your partnership and you lose your your sort of engine and you're looking at you know you've got Ben Watson to come in who had a bit of time he looked a bit out of touch on on Saturday not not too bad but you know there's a couple of balls went astray which is not really Ben Watson's style and he had plenty of room to work in as well mm. and obviously gave him plenty of space in the midfield um, so yeah I think they'd already done the dealing so they didn't really need any last minute panic buying um, but one thing that I did notice was that the last time we bought somebody deadline day panic buying was kind of salmon which we made a you know, it was opp- it was deadline day opportunism rather than deadline day panic buying because mm-hmm. we made a fortune selling him selling him on mm-hmm. but uh, you know and then you look back at the last window you know, we bought we, we chased Shambos as your pretty solidly um, got him quite early in that window and then just you know mm. and you look at the position then and how many people were saying we need somebody we need somebody we're going to be wrong Berto just sat there and said right I've got what I need you know we'll get the job done in the last third of the season and mm. looking at Southampton's fixtures which nobody seems to have picked up on anywhere they're opening four fixtures the three uh, the four sides that got the most points in the last third of the season so it's no surprise they're bottom of the league because mm. they've opened up with an absolute nightmare set of fixtures yeah, yeah. but uh, you know, and are we doing with Zaha what we did with Bolsajor which is put a bid in and then come back in the January very seriously and they know we're serious we're not just trying to be opportunists and first of January said right we couldn't do it before the window shut let's have it now Yeah. and then get him there not a lot to say really is there the window slammed shut the only thing that happened two players went out and that were it keep your about everyone yeah what keep your about everyone keep your about everyone yeah <laughs> Frightening. So there's a massive wage bill now. They must have around it. It must be. So I've only spent one and a half million pounds net. Yeah. Does the, what's what? the P stand for? Is it Portsmouth in QPR? The wage bill must be. Yeah. I tell you what, though. Well, the, the R stands for receivership. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it puts it puts it puts my using on it an immense amount of pressure. If they're not performing in a month, maybe two months, you could be out of here. Yeah. I mean, teams mm. like that. Look at those players they've signed as well. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll admit, there's a few of them. You know, I've not really seen much of, but they're, they're so temperamental. Some of them, you need to, you need to get them playing together, and that will take a while. And I yeah. just don't think a, a club like QPR is willing to give a manager time. They've shown it before. Wasn't Jamie Mackey quoted as saying? I think that was yeah. on Twitter well, that they don't speak to. Yeah, he doesn't even know half the names. He doesn't know. So I don't think Mackey yeah. does. No, he's got previous with this as well. And he did it at City. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm, that's what I think about. You know, with us, like I said, if Roberto wanted a player. He'll know everything about him, although mm-hmm. he'll know his shoe size. You know, whereas Mercuse will probably not be exaggerating there, but you know, you've got to know him inside out. If you want to play, you want to play. You know, I think with Liverpool as well. I, you know, I don't. I think Brendan Rodgers has got a bit of a shock about how much control he's got. You know, I'm in full control. He's he said, but you know, <laughs> I said that in our house as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think Steve, Steve Keane's in full control at Blackburn, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. he picks up three players that he's never even seen play. Yeah. Bought by that bloke who said Morton Camps Pedersen was plastic. Mm. Yeah, well, anyway. Right, we'll move on. Last thing on the agenda. I've got a special prize, surprise at the end, though, but last thing tonight is, is that obviously we've got this uh, international break this weekend with no game coming up. So, is the timing of this good for us, considering we've, had a, we've got a couple of injuries? Or do you think it's bad because we're obviously sending players out? Well, not on a. I don't think we're on a steaming run. I think we're on a, a gradual. You know, performance building run. I think we've got probably better per game. I think the Stoke performance wasn't too dissimilar from the Southampton performance. Yeah. You know, it was a tougher mm-hmm. game. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, we, we, the, the, well, we I'm thinking, thinking about uh, Bosses yours. Yeah, and, well, and, and MacArthur. Yeah, there's that. You know, it's time to rest a couple of players, but yeah. you know, one of the three games, you know, you know how tired can they be? I know there's injuries yeah. to heal over, uh, but other be the same with other clubs as well. So I think you know we're just used to these now. They're obviously a bit annoying at times because everyone wants to watch the football on a Saturday. And I don't know about you, but I've got a fair thing, better things to do in my life on a Friday night than watch England eat all over. Is that when they play? See how they they were playing then. Yeah. yeah. No. Is it away or so? Away. Uh, they yeah. switched it this season. We used to play the international breaks. Used to be Saturday, Wednesday, but then because everyone complained, they've moved it to Friday, Tuesday to give everyone an extra day. Yeah. But I mean, when half, when your team's going off to Honduras, playing, I think they're playing. Yeah, like, I thought that doesn't help. Playing like Cuba, he'll get back on Friday morning probably. Yeah. Martinez has been asking this week about uh, the possibility of, of the games being 
played a, a day later, the Premier League game, so moving it to, to Sunday or even Monday evening, he, he suggested, to give the players an extra day or two back with the clubs because he says they come back on a Friday, they can't train, um, you know, the, the, the knackered, can't pull them in the team. We got in a bit of bother with that before the Swansea game, didn't we? Yeah. Well, no, he left out. Uh, Diame only got back uh, really early. Figueroa, I think, also only got back really early the day before. And that was. Oh, the Swansea Tome. At home, where that uh, infamous uh, yeah. interview but with Mr. Whelan, where, we, where he slightly criticised him. We played two strikers that game, didn't we? Salmon and yeah. DeSanto, and everybody was like, oh, what's going on here? Yeah, that was the one where Dave Whelan gave him a like big kick up his ass. Exactly. But then, when you actually heard Dave Whelan interviewed, yeah. Dave Whelan said, I spoke to him, and he was right as usual. Yeah. And I just, like, said, yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah. But I think everybody, after that game, uh, everybody was, was up, weren't it? Because all we could have been builders, it's a game we have to win, and it's a game we're going to win, and all the fans were up, and then, when you saw, like, two of your best players sat on bench, you know, without knowing the facts behind it all, everybody got a little bit irate, and especially after we'd just been wiped over the floor. It's international break. What do we make of it? Well, is it going to be good for us, Dave? Do you think? Scares the life out of me. We've got Al Habsi playing. We've got Maloney. Uh, those two get injured. Yeah. It's it. And I know you know you can't wrap them in cotton wool and all the rest of it, but there's such a thing as unnecessary risk. Al Habsi's playing in this country, though, isn't it? I think they're playing. Are they playing Fulham? Yeah, Fulham and Wales or Ireland. Ireland, isn't it? I don't know if it's the Republic or Northern, but he's not. He won't be travelling too much. He's just been home because he's not had a travelling bit. It's when he's on the pitch, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 You can fly to Australia without even getting a. Goalkeepers don't get injured, though, do they? Oh. 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 We know what's happening this weekend. Don't yeah, we're making note of that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So we're not excited either about the internationals, are we? No. No, it's killed it. I question people who get excited about international friends. I'm sure we'll get any excited about England. There's yeah. still no affinity to it. It's but, so boring. Oh, it's awful, isn't it? But the thing is, they play just before the season kicks off, yep. and that messes the start up. And three games in, it's all stop and they're at it again. There's another one next month. I know. It's October as well. Is there? Mm. Oh. So, would you be interested in England if Roberto Martinez managed them? Probably. This is, this is the thing that bothers me about England. They're, the English football has been stuck in the 1950s for the last 50 years, and it does matter. They're the mm. most. Tactically, they're the most stubborn nation in the world. You look at every other nation in Europe has, has you know, gone back to basics, reinvented themselves, and you've got some. I mean, England are going to struggle to fight against the sort of up and coming nations. You look at Switzerland, Belgium, uh, Armenia, all three of them have really, very, very good youth teams, and they've got some loads of really good players coming through. Denmark are another one. England just don't have that, and they, they're stuck playing this kick and rush nonsense. And they're going to really struggle to even compete at the next few international tournaments. I'd watch them if they, if they were inventive in any way. I'd I watch think, them. I think some of that comes down to the the high profile of our league, because playing for England is just a distraction now, whereas it used to be you still have a prestige attached to it. Yeah, but playing um, for our league, it, it's not English people or oh no, British people playing for our league. But it's mostly you all know, the England players play are playing in our league, oh, yeah, yeah. and and that is like the Premier League of the whole world but that's got to be the thing that takes your focus it's like golfers playing in the Olympics it's like neither here nor there to them and they just go along for a laugh the problem with Martin is managing like the England team the, the thing is if he could manage a team where he could bring in players that he wanted but he's, he's playing with English players right. well, and that's not the style the style the of player that he wants stubborn. correct mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't particularly think the formation of styles the problem. I just think they just don't give a. I, I mean, they pull the England shirt, they pull the England shirt on, and they're going to play as as well as they can. But there's a huge difference between somebody saying, right, I'm going to play as well as I can today, and somebody going out there and saying, right, this is my opportunity, this is where my life depends. It's why the best boxers come from deprived backgrounds because they I can either be a you know when the boxing because gets difficult. Hungry. No, when the, yeah, when the boxing gets difficult, they either stick with it or end up on the streets. But have, have, have we got a place to get excited? The last time I was really excited about England was when Gazza were playing, and, and Gazza was a special player, and he brought that to it. Have we got anybody like that today no. in, that, in the squad? The media will tell you that is Wayne Rooney. Uh, yeah, a young Wayne Rooney, yes. Yeah. When, he, when, he, when he broke through at that European Championships, and then he went over, did yeah. his ankles, I think. 
Do cross mean the national media? Yeah, no, I think it really, really is world class, isn't it? But you know, for England, it's a different ball game altogether. Yeah, I think with England, it's got to that stage where really we should have a, a GB team if anything. Move I don't think we've got any quality players. How many quality players have we got to make up an England side? How many of Northern Ireland players have we got? But the thing is, you look at the quality of the players in playing in their club sides, and they're perfectly capable because they want to play for the club side because mm. that's where they're getting the 50, 60, 70 grand a week. Mm. You know, they go for England duty and it's like, oh shit, I could have had a weekend off if I was lucky. I still think they're good enough, England, unfortunately. No. We've got to realise that they're not the third best team in the world, no matter what FIFA's had. <laughs> for me, I mean, they're probably fi- top 15, but that's about mm. the limit, unfortunately. Mm. I think we do have some decent players, but they're not world class. I don't think Wayne Rooney's world class. There's so many other players that I'd have in my team ahead of him. So many. He wouldn't. I wouldn't put him top ten. I like watching the, the South American international mm. sides. I like watching them. They, you know, the way the way they play the football. And there's a lot of passion in the crowd, even for friendlies. It's for I might even you know that's what I do a lot. These international friendly weekends, if there's no on TV, I yeah. watch England. You know, watch teams like Uruguay, even you know Honduras recently. Mm. Obviously, with our connection, there's some good Chile football. Good to watch. Yeah, I've watched Scotland and Ireland because playing for Scotland or playing for Ireland tends to have a the prestige about it for people from them of those nations for the exact same reasons. Right, we're going to finish off tonight with a little quiz. So what we're going to do, we're going to get into two teams. It's like being back at school, isn't <laughs> it? So we're going to laugh. I've already decided who the teams are and I'm going to give you names. So first up, we're going to have the press gang. So obviously, Greg's going to be in that. And Paul, because you write for the 12th man, we're going to be in there as well. So you'll swap places with me you don't mind and then and then we've got Dave and the two Dans it sounds like <laughs> sounds like a martial arts team that but it's not it's Dave and the two Dans so can you huddle up together please you won't be able to see my answers because I've written them in my shorthand right so I've got two rounds uh, and I'm going to mark you and keep looking and cheating Mr Thorpe you will be penalised but I'm going to give you marks I'll give you marks on comedy value as well don't you maybe I don't know yet so what's that quiz where where nobody ever knows how the scoring's gone and at the end everybody looks surprised is it QI QI do that yeah Yeah. it might be a bit like that I doubt it's going to be a bit like (laughs) QI yeah well I'm I'm thinking Alan Davis here I'm not not thinking Stephen Fry so don't worry Right, we've got two rounds. Uh, it's open, so it's the first in. So we've got um, Dave and the two Dans have got a ringer. So can I just hear your bell? Ring, ring. There we go. And the press gang, they've got a, a horn. Can I hear <laughs> Can I hear a horn? Right, okay. So my decision is final. Right, round one. What's in the name? Now, what I'm going to read here, well, I've got. There's six questions in this round, and uh, what I want you to tell me is the middle name of each of these players. Oh, okay, the okay. middle name. <laughs> now these are players from our current squad as that has been sent into the Premier League this week. Okay, so the first player up that I want to name for is a Dutch lad. Goes by the name of Ronnie Stang. It's Theodorus, I think. Mean. Yeah, fantastic. Well done. That was Dan from Dave and the Two Dans. <laughs> okay. The next one up Sean Maloney. It's all gone quiet. It's the famous terrorist song. Ring, ring. Eustace. Eustace? Right. Then two <laughs> points you've just got. But oh no! Ridiculous answer. I'm taking a point off you. Yeah, I'll give him points for humour value. Oh, I'll okay, give you that point back because yeah. I forgot about that. Okay, it isn't Eustace, so you can have a bonus point. I can cheat and look. No, you're I'm not looking. <laughs> it is Richard. Sean oh, Richard. Oh, so close. <laughs> right. Now I'm going to have to be quick here for this one. Emerson. Orlando. Uh, Ring ring, Orlando. <laughs> I've just come back. <laughs> Edison, Orlando, or Boyce. I've just okay. come back from there, haven't I? Yeah, right, you're boring us with that tail now. I'll take a point <laughs> off you. <laughs> okay, right, uh, 
Question number four. Now, this is a good one. You've even, I'm going to give you a bonus point here to uh, if anyone can get this, but Maynard Figueroa. No cheating. I was looking this up this week as well. I couldn't tell you what the answer is, but I could tell you if you were right or not, because I only glanced at them. No, I'm not going to say that because I might get points. No, if it's comedy value. Sally. Eddie. That's it. Axel. <laughs> very close. Very close. Alex. Harold. Alexis. Ah, well done! Yes. I'll give you half a point for that because there's a bit of cheating going on there. Right. Uh, I don't think anybody will get this, but if you do, I'll give you 10 points. So no looking. What's his last name? This isn't Figueroa. May not Alexis Figueroa for 10 points. For 10 points, going, gone. Sanchez. Time would gone. It's Ross, yes, anyway. Mm. Alright then, this is a good one. Our old friend, Michael Pollitt. Oh, I actually know this one. Is it Lee? Huh? Francis. Uh, Francis. Francis, okay, yeah. I'll give you that one. Right, Michael Francis Pollitt. Right, the last one in this round, one of the latest additions to the squad, a young lad from Scotland, goes by the name of Fraser Fiver. Uh, I'm Brew. <laughs> Points deducted? I've just given a point five for that because I thought it was quite good actually. Oh. <laughs> he plays for United, this fella. He doesn't, he plays for us. Ring yeah. ring. Yeah. Anderson. Way! Complete guess. Yeah, well done. <laughs> Alright, end of round one. Alright, we're going to round two now. Right, round two is just uh, is just uh, like a mi- mix mash round. So the first question in round two: How many homegrown players do we have currently in our squad? Does that uh, include British eight. or just English homegrown players? Is it a couple of youth squad? Do you mean? As what we've put through to the uh, Premier League today. Eight. All oh, right. So eight. Eight. Eight, eight, seven, six. ring, ring, five. No, it's more than five. Six, seven, or eight. I'll give you a clue. We're the lowest in the Premier League. Three. No, it's just a bit There's a definition. Oh no! Um, uh, if you start getting technical, I'll take points off you. Yeah. Is it the same country? I just want a number. <laughs> I don't want. I'm not bothered about any of that rubbish. Six. Yeah, they either have to have been registered at a club on the 21st birthday. Uh, don't they do the most for three years? Uh, six, is it? So well done, Greg. Oh, well done. <laughs> <laughs> That's like six, seven, right? Yeah, well, you can't have six, seven, eight, nine, ten, like that. Right. Bonus points, who has the most and with how many in the Premier League? The most homegrown players it's in the not, Premier League. Not QPR. <laughs> QPR? <laughs> Norwich, I'll go with. Good shout. Mm-hmm. Um, Stoke. Yeah, well done. Yeah. How many? 21. I don't know how many. <laughs> <laughs> <was a> guess. <laughs> 19. Oh, one of those half educated guesses. Right, this is a, a quick final one for you. What is our last away game? This season. What is our last away game this season? Oh, Arsenal. Uh, Arsenal. Uh, Arsenal. West Ham. No. No. Uh, Arsenal. Ring. Uh, West Ham. No. No. Arsenal. Uh, uh, oh. That's the third time. Yeah, I'm a few missing it. It's a bit too. Uh, as you get older, you, your ears just down. Well done, Greg. What was the music all this? Arsenal. Arsenal. Okay, uh, on the 28th of July this year, the Latics uh, got a one-all draw for the German club in a pre-season friendly. That club was Hoffenheim. Yeah? To the nearest hundred, what was the attendance that day? <laughs> ring, ring. 100. Oh, silly. That's a silly. Damn, that's silly. 1,024. Dave, that's just a silly. <laughs> and you didn't ring either. Uh, 5,400. I'm checking the points off both of you now. No, no. Okay. Yeah. It's going to be the only quiz in history where nobody gets any points. 650 was the actual attendance ah. of that, yeah. Not that far, aren't we? Okay, now this is the last question. 
Last season, our fourth game of, of, of the year of that of the campaign, we played Man City away. Do you remember it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so yeah. what was the score? Uh, That's not the question. Nil <laughs> <laughs> three. Yeah, we lost three nil. We got Sorry, three nil because yeah, they were at home. Yeah, and I thought and it should have been about eight. Yeah, it was awesome City that day. But can you tell me what our starting lineup was? Oh, what was the season then? Last year. Last year. Ali Alabsi. That's gone. Piscu started because he started on the right. Um, was it last year? Colwell was the player. Did Colwell have his hip operation? Or was that the year before? Alcaraz was in. Was he injured? I can't no. remember this game. Yeah, Alcaraz was, was injured. Alcaraz yeah. was injured. Must have blocked it out. Cole, yeah, so Colwell. Must have played. Figueroa. Figueroa. Boyce. McCarthy. No, no. no Boyce wasn't a player. Boyce wasn't a player. No, because he was. Salmon. No. Moses. Gomez. McCarthy. So, so far, I'll tell you what we've got. We've got Alabse, Colwell, Lopez, Figue, Moses. Stam? Rodolega. And Roddy Yeager. Ah, yeah, come on. Diame. Diame. And Diame. beat me to it. Who um, would have played? Who would have been the other side? Four to go. Did Alcaraz, was, did Alcaraz not play? He got injured at Swansea, didn't he? With his mm. fake injury. Um, would have made a hurry, would it? Yeah, probably. The hooray? Yeah. No. <laughs> you said he didn't play, but actually he did play in defence. Boise. Boise. Yeah. MacArthur. Yeah, MacArthur. So we've we've had MacArthur. We've played at centre back then. MacArthur. So we've got Halafse, Boyce, Caldwell, Lopez, Figueroa, Diame. Oh, Franco. Moses, MacArthur, Rodriguez, Di Santo, yeah, and one more to go. MacArthur. No, McCarthy, no. Watson. Dan, for that, because I think that was tremendous, I'm going to give you some bonus points. Well done. Right, any idea who the subs were? For <laughs> <laughs> <Or> 50 points. <laughs> Sam all them players we mentioned. Yeah, well, they were actually, you did mention. You mentioned them both, you mentioned Stam and Gomez. So, anyway, I told you that. Right, I'll just total up the scores. And uh press gang oh right press gang eight point five points well done can you get point five I don't know I'll just give up point five I'm just taking some off yours now you do not question the scoremaster just two four points off your team there that could be critical but it's not. The two dads and Dave, Dave and the two dads, 10 points well done. Oh, oh yes. sorry. Right, thank you for that. Uh, the Hens, this week's podcast. Thank you. Good night, everybody. Good night, John. Good night. Good night. Uh,